Hi guys, <laughs> welcome to another episode of my podcast, episode 2 to be exact. I'm so excited <laughs> because the first episode did so well. Thank you all so much for your support. Thank you for asking all those questions. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Big up to my supporters, my friends who shared it on their various social media platforms. And, you know, I was able to reach a wider audience. Um, Big up to everybody that um, is going through something like the whole adoption thing. And they were afraid to speak out about it, but I I was able to help them to talk about it. Just big up everybody, big up you, big up you anywhere you there because you're large, you're big, you're great, you're strong, you're empowered, you're beautiful, you're handsome, you're a king, you're a queen, and yes, I'm gonna wrap it up because girl can chat, that's why I'm a podcast. <laughs> so guys, oh, how can I forget, oh, I forget, say the podcast have a name, if you guys remember the last podcast, I, we didn't have a name as yet. We were going with the unknown. But, you know, based on... I, I left... I listened to the podcast several times. And I was like, this is giving me a feeling. This is a feeling that I've had before. And I said, where am I getting a feeling from? Why is it so familiar? Then I remember that I used to have a diary when I was in high school. Primary school into high school. And I used to write everything down in there. And I just felt a sense of relief when I spoke my own truth. There was no judgment. Someone said, why am I going to name the podcast Dear Diary? It's like that. It's going to be like that. It's going to be a long voice note, so to speak. Just me talking, me expressing, me telling you how I feel about different situations. So guys, let's get into the episode so episode two of Dear Diary. So yes, today's episode we're gonna talk about why I left home at the tender only age of 18. Yes, girl did left yada 18 years old. So. so we're gonna talk about that. It's now, when I speak about this topic, it's not to bash anybody. It's not to put down anybody. I'm just speaking my truth, okay? All right. So, we're going to discuss on the podcast, as I said, why I left home, the struggles I faced when I left home, how I had to build a new foundation for myself, and where I am now. Because, you know, people, when I stay stagnant, we get hit with something. When I go stay one place like swamp water, we're going to rise up and grow like tree and thrush and all them something there. So, we're going to talk about that. Uh, sorry, I'm going to my finger by accident. Oops. So, yeah, I left home at 18. I don't even know if I left home or if I was kicked out. You guys can decide based on the podcast. I'm still at odds. I think I was kicked out, but then sometimes I say I may leave home. I don't, I don't know. Alright, so let me give you a little backstory. So, I, for those who don't know, or those who don't know, 
I study information and communication technology at the VTDI. So at the time, if this was about the year was 2016, I actually I actually um, was in my second year of college. And during that second year, we have this thing called special projects. With special projects, you have to do this major project that requires, that takes up a lot of your time. It does, it does. And I did explain that to my mom at the start of the semester, that would have been September, that, hey, let me tell guys, backtrack, it's 2017, not 20, not 20, um, 16. It was the summer of 20, going into the summer of 2017. I'm so sorry. And I explained to mommy that, hey, this is going to happen. So I thought we had an understanding and we had an agreement that I'll be coming in a little bit later sometimes because there was work to be done. And work was being done. So... After a little while, you know, I was coming in a little bit late for school reasons and drama as well. I was in the drama society and so those two things had my focus for the last part of the semester. I I don't know. It's like, oh yeah, so what happened now? One it was coming to the end of special projects and you know you, you do a big project you're gonna have to present it so it was around easter so that easter weekend as we were gonna it's you know you have good friday then you have holy, you have holy thursday good friday then you have easter monday and then i would have had school the tuesday the say the following tuesday after easter monday so I said to mommy, mommy, I really no want to go country this weekend because I have this fiddle. I have this to finish up. And she insists. I don't know why because my mother is all about me doing schoolwork. But I don't know why she insisted on me going to country that weekend. But anyway, when my mommy win, mommy word prefers some of our country. But I did communicate to my group members that I've been country and whatever. I felt away because we were nowhere close to finishing up the assignment and... It's a major thing. This is what determines if you matriculate to your bachelor's degree. So I said, Lord Jesus. So I said, Mommy, Mommy, I need to go up because I have um, this thing to do on Tuesday. She allowed me to go up. I take the bus from country and go up by myself. So I said, my stepfather picked me up in, um, my father picked me up in half, in Spanish town. He picked me up in Spanish town. And then I said to him that I am going to go to my friend in Papine, my group member's house in Papine, and do my assignment. He said, all right. No. When I was there, I'm not going to lie, my boyfriend was there as well because he gave me a laptop because I didn't have a working laptop because my laptop was slow. He gave me a laptop and he was at my friend's house as well, but he's, uh, he, my boyfriend at the time was a programmer, so you know, say, is an asset right now because it was a programming thing we're doing programming so he was there and all we did it as a group i did the assignments and whatever you know you're in an assignment things that time i get late and whatever so i'm gonna call my stepfather and i'm gonna say i'm gonna call mommy first i'm gonna say hey i'm not gonna make it to me i think me but she never answer i'm gonna call him i'm gonna say hey i'm gonna stay over 
my friend's house and do this assignment because when I finish it and it is due tomorrow. He just said, okay. No, I thought that okay meant okay, you can say. Because them time the girl at 18, so I never feel somebody supposed to have to go in a not 100% details. And it's not like they didn't know where I was. They didn't know what I was doing. I thought I did my due diligence by communicating with them that, hey, I am going to do my assignment. So anyway, me had the assignment. Now we're about to thing. The presentation is the presentation. The next day, we're good. So you know, set time for girl go home the Tuesday now. When we go home the Tuesday, me here say we have family meeting. So I say, alright, we normally have family meeting. Well, we did, but not to that this extent. It was like on a Tuesday, but this is like, wow, this is weird. Okay, we we'll have a family meeting now. Only for here say. They don't feel that they can talk to me about anything anymore. And this was leading up to at the time when we did late, when we did a come in late because of school, which we explained to them or whatever. And they said they don't feel that they can control me anymore. I don't push my own keys in the house, so I should not feel that I can come in at any time. Bear in mind now, I never have no key for the house. You know, if I want to get let if the gate lock, I stay out the door till somebody come and open it. So me I say, alright, fine. You must have a school, me I will move on. Then my mother asked, my then my stepfather asked, when does the semester end? I said the semester ends the twentieth of May. This and this assigned this on that date it was the twentieth of April, so it was one month. They said, Okay, you have it until the twentieth of May to leave. You can't stay here anymore. Because we can't control like, your own big woman and you're 18, so you can't do anything we you want to do. So I'm like, huh? So I look at my mother now for my mother say, back me up. Because, hey, she didn't say anything. So I say, alright, this must be a joke. This must be a joke. Cause clearly, nothing can go so. Nothing can go so, and uh, whatever, whatever. Some me, them not talk to me for the longest while. For about that entire Monday, they didn't speak to me. Nothing. There was no conversation. If it, ne- them never need to talk to me, they never dare talk to me. But me, I'll carry on with my life. Me, I finish up my semester, everything, cause you know. Only for the twentieth of May to come now. I got up and I, I had a final assignment that the final presentation that day. I went outside and I said, I go wash because the weekend I come up and I want to go somewhere with one of my friends. I want to go somewhere so I said, I go do all of my chores. Them. So I get up early and I wash all of my clothes in the basket. Because you know, if you don't do your chores, them, you can't go nowhere in our black household. <laughs> so I do that now. I get up and I go back inside. I don't wash and I go back inside. I see a box. A box with pot, pan. Not pot, plate, fork, all type of little things. So I say, oh, that means that it's serious. And then, no. what me are thinking in my mind now is that, well, if me I get pot and pan or whatever, fork and spoon or whatever, that means that my serious is supposed to leave. So my car, my pack my suitcase, they left, they left the house. I packed my suitcase 
and I called my friend and the friend that I stayed with in um, the night when I did my special and told her can I come and stay with you for a little bit and she said yes I call my friend no I'm gonna say you can't drive me go puppy in him say at such and such time him say yes so me didn't make arrangements knowing not. then I called my boyfriend at the time and I said hey can you come and help me move at this time I don't think he knew he knew the reason why I moved as yet so he I went to school I did my presentation I ran home packed my stuff and I left before I knew everybody would come home but I wrote a letter to tell my mom that this is where I'm at I gave her the exact address whatever whatever and we did not speak for a very long time so that's really the story of how it happened how it happened how I moved out and so forth so during the time when I was on my own I finally told everybody the reason they I told my boyfriend and I told Courtney that's the girl that I stayed with the reason why I left the house and I didn't have a job at the time and Courtney was leaving to go overseas she, with her leaving it means that I didn't have a place to stay but I convinced I got some I had a little change oh bear in mind when I moved out I had like made it have ten dollar ten dollar put in front of me and that's alone my half in my pocket plus me have a little money in my account I'm gonna pay the landlord the rent for the first month and the deposit I don't know how many gonna meet the other month's rent but I hope I get a job this is where I met my friend Yannick and she helped me and I got a job at the call center and I worked but no I lie I got a job at a elevator company and that that was giving me like I think it was eight thousand dollars a week so and my rent was sixteen thousand dollars so two weeks my work can pay my rent and the other two weeks I have to buy food and transportation but it wasn't that simple because you still have to go work you still have to buy lunch you still have to do this I never have no food number also myself I never have nothing for myself to my matriculate I'm go up to a call center now I remember one day my landlord she was a very i won't say vicious but she's a businesswoman and you're not appearing she things i get out and it's about three months rent normal miss she said warm to the rent and she load me up and whatever when she load me up my cry my sad cry my boyfriend was at the house at the time and he said why are you crying why are you crying and him said my expense him said i have no money i'm literally stone broke the money that i have can only take me to work and back and he went to the NCB ATM and he drew, I think it was $30,000. And he drew $30,000 so that I was able to pay my rent. And he told me, don't you ever let that lady come back in here and ask you for a rent again. And from that day, I didn't say, no, sir, boy, I forget married too. Because this is a husband. This is husband material. And whatever. Why? Well, sorry for keep saying whatever. Um, it's kind of a little bit emotional, so I try to downplay it. And then during the course, as I said, I, I started working at the call center. I was becoming sick. I was losing weight and I was becoming sick because I was not eating. I was depressed. I had several UTIs because I, if you know the call center, you can't just get up and say I got peepee. So. so I had to do that i had to keep in my pee and i was keeping in my pee for so long i had some get one uti some clear it out 
so me he gone i mean never have no health insurance so me i feel pay for it out of the money my little boyfriend he might have a little job but him still a try help me pay for the doctor visit them and I, i'm so grateful for him for that and then i got sick i got really sick to the point where i couldn't work for a little while at the call center because i think the vents weren't cleaned and because the vents weren't cleaned i was continually being sick and i was continually coughing and i just couldn't do it so again i went back to rock bottom i was stone broke now let me go back a little bit and explain a little bit more into struggles i was depressed i was terminally i was clinically depressed and i a lot of persons don't didn't know that one of my doctor's visits he um to to not to share as much but he i was diagnosed as clinically depressed i was on medication for depression my boyfriend did not know my roommate my dear roommate yanit did not know i think it's just recently i told her i had a friend named nashika she didn't know i was just I was just there laughing with everybody, still trying to be the Brianna that everybody knew, while still I couldn't hardly use the bathroom because me and people were hungry because no food not in the house, I had no money for this. I never have a dollar cent or dime. And I remember I said to myself one night, things are going to get better. I have to work a little bit harder. I have to work a little bit harder. I now work hard enough. And big up my friend Lorenzo anyway, I'm there. He got me a job at Spectra Force Technologies. Let me tell you something about Spectra Force Technologies. I have never worked with a, a set of so determined, focused, hardworking people in my life. Everybody, if I, if you, if you give me the list of employees that I've encountered at Spectra Force, and you take off one name randomly, I can tell you that that per person is ambitious and that person is goal driven, and I needed that push. And I don't think they knew this, but I needed that push to help me to get to where I am now. I needed that level of guidance. I needed that level of maturity around me because most of them were older than me. But, you know, they never treat me like say I'm the little kid and I never acted. I don't think I ever acted like I'm the little kid there. So I just needed that. So to Spectra Forest family, this is a big up to you guys. Thank you so much. I love you guys so much. Because if it wasn't for every single one of you, I would not be where I am now. I saw motivation there. I saw love there. I saw family there. I saw guidance. I saw so much there. Everything that I needed as a young person. Because everybody this time, I'm just 19, 20 now, you know. 19 barely brushed 20 i needed that and they helped me and they didn't even it's not based it's not like somebody sitting about one and one with me no because none of them knew my story it's just their actions their actions spoke louder than their words for me and i'm grateful so because of the whole spectra forest no because of spectra forest technologies i matriculated to a better position i went to kpmg and then um i I kind of dropped the ball at KPMG for reasons I will explain another podcast. And then I had to start over again in January 2020. And then where I am now, I am stepping into a new role, a new position. Girl is in a, I want to say it's a senior role, but it is 
it is not a call center agent. It is more than the Spectra Force role. It is more than the KPMG role, all because of hard work and determination. Somebody said, um, when I posted something like this, uh, that I was kicked out um, on Twitter, somebody said it's a good thing that you were kicked out. I think it's a, it was a blessing in disguise. It, it's, ma it's made me into the focus-driven person that I am now. And I'm eternally grateful for it. I'm going to big up God anyway. Day because prayer and supplication was a key. I had to pray. I had to learn to leave my burdens and my struggles on him. I had to. I had to. So the moral of it all. Or what I'm trying to bring across to everybody is. I started. I had to start over. Everything in that in 2017 but i did not let that stop me from achieving my goals from achieving what i needed in life from achieving because i meant it just meant it with me guys if me never put my foot down where would i be now where i couldn't depend on my little man face support me because him did make a little change at the time I couldn't depend on him for support me. And I'm not that type of girl. I believe say, my babes supposed to can sit to me say, babes, I need a... Even if I want one grand and I can't give it. And I wasn't able to do that. So I'm feel away. So, I never have no mother for call and I never have an auntie because my family members knew and then I know how strict they are. So I say, I just felt like an outcast for a very long time. And... I can honestly say to you now, they have welcomed me back with open arms. They show me unconditional love. I love my family so much. It just took this hard lesson to understand that all they were doing for me when they never want me to come home late is that they just never want me going in the wrong direction. That's it. So big up them anyway them day. So yeah, <laughs> girl, you get a little emotional, a little bit, so maybe I have a pause. <laughs> but guys, um, moral again, do not let your circumstances now determine your future. Do not, do not. Me say, not do it, not do it, not do it. Please, pause, drop, tap, no. Yeah, man. Um... So that's it for another episode of Dear Diary. So yours truly, Bree, signing off. XOXO. <laughs> I still work on the, the, the outro. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, If you guys have any questions, feel free to ask. Feel free to hit me up on my social media, Amira underscore Neva, A-M-I-R-A underscore N-I-V-A. Um, my Twitter, it's the same, Amira underscore Neva. Hit me up, ask, ask anything. I want to continue this discussion into my next podcast with persons. Hopefully, I can get um, more questions, more be a more have it be a more interactive podcast. So, guys, again, thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast was insightful. I hope you learned a lesson. I hope. Um, you gained something from this podcast it was a pleasure it was an honor 
and you know next episode will be next month i'm trying to do one every month okay thank you love you guys Mwah.